Welcome to The Fix. Sit down with copywriting experts Nick O'Connor and Glenn Fisher as they review, discuss and improve real-world copy sent in by you. This is The Fix. Hello there and welcome to another episode of The Fix. Um, I am alone again. Uh, Nick is still on holiday, but do not worry, he's back next week and we shall start reviewing some copy. Uh, in the meantime, though, I wanted to do two things in this episode. Uh, number one is give you an update uh, on FixFest and where we are, what's going on. Uh, and number two was to tackle another copy challenge. Um, first of all, I will give you a quick rundown on FixFest. Um, if by chance or by strange um, coincidence you've not looked at the internet uh, in the past uh, six months uh, and you don't realize that we are holding the first ever copywriting festival here in the UK um, called FixFest on September the 14th of September Thursday uh, from nine-ish to five-ish in the evening with the pub crawl afterwards um, you should make yourself aware of that uh, we have a handful of tickets left, uh, not many. Uh, we kind of sold out um, a month or so ago, and uh, we've been then figuring out how much space we've got, making sure we can kind of accommodate uh, the right number of people. Uh, there's probably going to be about 150 to uh, maybe 200 max uh, copywriters, business owners, marketers, uh minor copy celebrities, major copy celebrities, depending on your uh, definition of a copywriting celebrity. Um, it's going to be great. Um, Speaker-wise, we've got headliners like Mark Ford coming from America, um, who is like founded countless million, billion dollar companies, um, wrote numerous uh, books as Michael Masterson and as Mark Ford uh, about business, about copywriting, about persuasion. Um, just a very clever man, one of my uh, mentors. He's flying in from uh, Delray Beach in Florida. Um, we've got Steve Harrison, um, one of the most decorated uh, copywriters uh, in the UK by Cannes, Lions, uh, and all that uh, side of things. Uh, he's flying in from Portugal, I believe, uh, Steve is flying in. Uh, he'll be speaking. We've got Rania Robinson, who is uh, presumably taxiing in from London, Um We've got James Cross, who is getting the train. Uh, I don't know why I'm obsessed with how people are getting to the event. Uh, but he's coming down from Manchester, ex-head uh, of BBC Creative, uh, now the founder of Meanwhile. Um, we have Natalie Moores, we have Kane Smith, we have Joe Watson, we have Andrew Bolton, we have Lee Davis, we have uh, Annabelle Ford, who is a combination of probably Taxi and Eurostar from Paris. Uh, we have, um, oh God, I'm forgetting people now and I've put myself out on a limb to remember exactly all of the speakers. We have Secret Copywriter X, who is coming from, America. Um, we have oh, me, we have Nick. Um, there is undoubtedly someone I am um, forgetting uh, and I apologize to that person profusely um the speakers are all brilliant and the day is going to be packed full of great stuff we've got some entertainment we've got a uh, soul sanctuary gospel choir we've got harun khan we'll do a performance poetry we've got sam and cat creatives 
uh, doing stand-up comedy. We have a few other um, things lined up that we're keeping under wraps. We have free t-shirts, we have free food, we'll have free booze, uh, we'll have stickers, hopefully. We'll have some other things uh, that, again, I'm going to keep under wraps for the surprise element. Um, it's all going to be pretty cool. We've got copywriters and business owners flying in from around the world. Um, some of the most successful people in the industry uh, have got a ticket and are coming along uh, just to hang out. Uh, some are looking for copywriters to employ. Um, it's it's a bit of a scouting situation. It's all really, really good. So um, if you don't have a ticket yet, there are a few left. As I say, you can go to thefixfest.com. Tickets are £175. It's cheaper than most discounted tickets of other similar, but not identical events uh, in the UK. Certainly not one of these like £2,000 um, ridiculous uh things that happen uh but anyway less said about that the better um grab one now because as soon as they're gone as soon as we're full um which i anticipate might be what are we august 8th is it 9th um probably middle of august I, i'm expecting we'll have to close sales again i've just had an email um to in fact from two teams of people who want to come so the tickets are going very quickly so grab one got any questions about the day it's in Clerkenwell in central London um it is not it is in a crypt under a church um so and there is only steps down there so it is not wheelchair friendly um which is annoying and we're gonna uh, hopefully next year we'll figure something better out for that uh, but we want to be clear on that so just be aware if that is um if you have a situation like that uh, but any other questions, as I say, starting the kind of registration at nine o'clock, uh, we'll be finishing about five and then we've got some booze uh, to give you a drink uh, to get in the mood. And then we'll be going for a pub crawl around Clackenwell in the evening with all of the copywriters that I uh, formerly mentioned. There'll be a social event the night before on the, uh, get my dates right, 12th, the Wednesday night. Um for Fixed Accelerator members and stuff like that, we will let you know. Um, all of this stuff is moving and developing, and it's, it's just going to be good. It, it's also going to be like the most stressful thing you've ever seen me and Nick go through. So for that reason alone, it will be quite comical to watch us have a small mini breakdown. Um, as I say, thefixfest.com, uh, you can get tickets, or drop me an email at feedback at the copywriting the copywriting thefixcopywriting.com feedback at thefixcopywriting.com uh, and if you want to know all the latest details go to the website thefixcopywriting.com and sign up for the email if you are not already on it uh, because you will get emails ahead of time you will get uh, all alerts and stuff like that uh, before anyone else and a lot of other nice secret stuff um so i think that's everything on that um the banners arrived yesterday i've just moved to sheffield for those who like to follow my personal life um and i've got this little small house that i've bought um with ruth and pablo and it is in absolute chaos at the moment and then i have all of this merchandise and banners and stuff arriving it's mildly stressful but uh it's all good fun and the banners look pretty cool so i'm excited about that um yeah let's leave the fix fest stuff for now, thefixfest.com. Get your ticket. Uh, let's move over to a challenge. 
Um, I'm nearly through all of these, but if you have got more challenges, copyright challenges you want to send in, again, feedback at thefixcopyright.com. We'll take a look and please do send your copy for review. We will be uh, picking up reviews in the next episode with Nick uh, when he's back. But for now, let's have a look at this challenge. I will read it out from the person who emailed me in. It says, I serve in a role where I do both the planning and of upcoming promotions, sales page creation, email writing, and daily sales tracking for a company that is a good combination of direct response work. I mainly run into too many projects, not enough time, and lately a culture shift from you should take, or you should have 20 to 25% time margin to pursue the new projects and learn new things, uh, and the culture has shifted to if you aren't taking overtime, you don't have enough on your plate. Um, a bit of toxic thinking there. Uh, the combination of that pressure at this point is leading me to where thinking time for research, ID creation, or just simply getting better is all cut out, all cut for the sake of churn out more and more stuff that's rushed out and surface level work using nothing more than discounts to persuade. Ooh, what a meaty, meaty challenge. And uh, whoever wrote this in, I've uh, universalized it to hide identities and everything. Um, I feel you, I feel your pain. Um, I've been in a situation uh, just like this. Um, I think most copywriters will have been. Um, and I don't even mean purely if you're working for companies, like when you're in the freelance mode, managing maybe not the boss, but the actual bills um, become your boss. And the fact that you need to put money on the table put money on the plate, put dinner on the plate, I don't know, insert a metaphor here. Um, it's hard, it, it, like, to actually research, to spend ideas, time on ideas and all of that stuff uh, versus just churn and burn and get the stuff uh, out there. It's very, very difficult. So where shall I start? Well, first of all, not necessarily helpful, but to confirm where I think your thinking is uh, and probably most people's thinking is, is yes, you need to spend time um, with relaxed, and you have to be relaxed to do this, relaxed and therefore able to do research, um, think about new ideas, uh, explore, let your mind wander the world, uh, look at, read books that are not to do with um, copywriting or marketing, all that kind of stuff, uh, read magazines, watch films, watch programs, you need to invest time to be able to write good copy. It's simply, that is just law number one of copywriting. Um, there is no avoiding that. However, in a situation like this, where you've got this kind of toxic culture, and it, and it is toxic to, to say, for someone to say, if you're not taking overtime, you don't have enough work to do. It's just, ugh, it's horrible. I, I hate the it's not just a copyright problem, it's the way society has become uh, these days. And it's not good. It's ridiculous. Um, I remember, just from an anecdotal position, um, a situation whereby this idea of, like, domination and, like, trying to, like, churn and burn and, like, do the same thing, Not don't worry about new ideas, just take what's working, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it until it is burnt out. Uh, I remember being in that situation, and it it doesn't 
it works in the short term? Of course it does. Like we all know the basic fundamental rule of selling. If you sell five on one day, you'll sell two or three on the next day. It's just a constant thing. You will do that. But eventually that diminishing return will be zero. And by the time you get to that, if you don't invest in new ideas, um, when that churn and burn mentality runs out, you'll put your head up from the um, profit and loss sheet and go, right, what's next? And there's no investment into what the new idea, what the next breakthrough is that you can then churn and burn again. So it's it's a very difficult situation. I understand it from a business point of view. But if you identify that mindset in your company, if you identify that mindset in yourself, in your in the way you approach your freelance business, in the way that your agency is working, in the way that your um, marketing department is working, wherever whatever situation you are as a copyright, if you identify it as this uh, right was done, um, acknowledge it, put a pin in it, hold it there because it's not good. Um, you need to start trying for your own sake, let alone the business, uh, for your own sake, but also for the business's sake. You need to be trying to um, put in place systems that will uh, overcome that and and break down that toxic mentality. How do you do that? Well we're on pretty high level stuff here and I'm not going to pretend that I have all the answers I haven't um it's as simple as that but again from my experience I think admitting there's a problem um for yourself is so important that's what I'm talking about in the first instance but then it's about admitting it within the business within uh those people identifying it challenging it not in a bad way you can say I feel like this is this is what you want me to do. You want me to just churn and burn rather than uh, coming up with new ideas. Say that you feel like that. Say that that's how you interpret what's going on and give the your boss, the uh, the counterparty, whoever else it might be, the opportunity to come back at that and say, well, no, actually, I mean this. That might clarify it. In a perfect world, that would be ace. But if it doesn't, it will at least get them thinking, all right, okay, they've thrown this challenge now. I'm going to in- take that on and I'm going to think about this again. They might ignore that and they might say, well, my pressure is here from someone else above me. Um, I have to be like this. At least then you have knowledge of that and you can make a decision where you, if you want to look elsewhere, if you want to do something different or what have you, but you're setting your own boundary. Hopefully that person, though, um, goes on and maybe raises that point to uh, their superior or they speak to the uh, department, the accounts people, whoever it might be, who are putting the pressure on to... Uh, instill that toxic culture so first of all awareness then putting out your personal interpretation of it um, will help do that it's scary it's hard but it's for your own good and it will in the long run uh, put you in a better place especially if ultimately i'm imagining that the bigger aim here is to become a better copywriter it will allow you to get into a place where you can write better copy you will eventually make more and the company will make more as well because if you've got fresh ideas coming in you'll rather than churning and burning and just imitating everybody else's ideas you'll be the one that leads and comes up with new ideas so it's worth doing and and i i would encourage you to do it but it's hard and i'm not going to pretend it's not um what else can you do though if you've got this mentality where um people are saying if you're not taking overtime and what have you there's some tactics you can use. So I'm kind of talking about uh, here about uh, being overly strategic and like that's a long-term game. But tactics for the short term while you're in it, while you're paying your bills, while you're trying to do that, how can you better, essentially better manage your time? Um, number one, it's annoying, 
But if you're able to identify, and this is uh, one of the biggest mistakes I think most copywriters make, once you get into that mindset of quick produce stuff um, or produce stuff quickly, you the first thing that will go from that uh, from that process, if you like, is um, research. You'll drop your research. You'll just go, oh, well, I'll just figure out what I'm going to write and, and come off the cuff um, and thinking about ideas. You will, I always say there's three stages to uh, writing any piece of copy. There's the research and the thinking and the preparation stage. There's the actual writing of it. That's the second stage. And then the third stage is the editing. Um, it, the first stage to go under time constraints is always uh, the research and thinking of preparation time. The second to go is the editing time. And then obviously you can't delete the, the writing time. Or you can, I guess, and then just copy what came before. But that's the order it goes. However, those things are almost, in reverse order, the most important. The most important part of the process is that first part, the uh, research, the thinking, the idea generation. The second most important part is the uh, editing and the uh, reviewing of the copy and strengthening it and looking at it with fresh eyes. The, the last, the least important bit is the actual creation, the actual writing of that copy. But when you're under pressure, when you uh, have this churn and burn mentality, uh, when you're not given time to pursue new projects, the first part to go is the most important pre-part uh, the second part is the post part so how do we manage your time better um, is to understand that for a start because the the that second part the actual writing will the time it takes to do that um, is proportionally proportionally increase um, with the less time you spend on the first part so if you spend an hour on research let's say it takes you an hour to write. If you spend half an hour on research, it will take you two hours to write. If you've got all the research you need, the writing bit is really simple, okay? I'm working on a project literally right now. I've taken a break from it to record this episode, um, whereby the first thing I did before I did anything else uh, was get a research document set up. Um, someone I work with uh, on projects like this did all the research, went through, got all the interesting stuff uh, for me that I kind of gave a rough guidance of what I needed. Then I went through, added to what I uh, wanted to see on that particular research stuff, got that all in my head. And then only once that was there, I actually planned out what I was going to write, put the structure in place, and then I went out and started writing. Thanks to that, the writing is much shorter. So even though it feels um, counterintuitive, even though it's the first bit to get rid of, the prep, and the research and all of that stuff don't it's just so important so manage your time in um with the uh, much heavier weighting to the idea generation and the research stuff trusting that once you do that it will mean that you have uh, require less time to write okay i feel like that kind of that's the my answer to that question of how do you do that it feels like but hang on a minute, that's my problem, is that I haven't got that time. Trust me, reduce the writing time. That's the main thing. Don't try and do the churn. Just focus on that, and you'll be able to trust yourself that you'll write faster. Second thing is, again, on the flip side of that, on the end of the process, give yourself more time to review and uh, edit stuff. If you, while you are writing, so take the project I'm working at the moment. I was in the cafe uh, yesterday, and this morning, 
just writing. I had all the research I needed, so I'm just writing. I'm just writing the ideas. I know as I'm writing that stuff that it's not all going to be right. I know I'm going to have to finesse things. I'm going to have to change things. I'm going to get people to look at it, go through it, all of that stuff. If I go through that as I'm writing it, trying to finesse it, trying to line edit, trying to uh, move sections around and what have you too much, I still do a little bit as I'm doing that because I've been doing this a long time. But if I were to be thinking in the editing mode while I'm writing, again, that's going to double the amount of time I'm writing. So it's all going on that bit where I'm just um, in the process and I'm blurring the lines of uh, research writing and editing once you blur those lines it gets baggy it gets messy and it distracts you it doesn't give you the time so i avoid doing that i know i write without worrying if it's quite right at this stage i know that tomorrow once i've got all, all everything laid down i have marked within the copy some x's where i need to fill in some spaces i've highlighted some yellow bits saying write a piece about this here because i wasn't quite in the mood to write that part I know all of those things. So now I have a full draft that I've done the writing process and then I can spend an hour or so um, editing that. But all the clues are already there. I've already got a little guide to my own editing guide to go through that. That by separating uh, your writing into those three sections, into the research and prep, the writing process itself and the editing, you will find that your time is spent much more efficiently. Um, takes discipline. It's taken me like, what, 15 years to um, kind of get to this stage where it's more natural now and more in the flow. But that will um, begin to take the pressure off um, when you feel that kind of pressure of like, oh, God, I've got to write this, I've got to do this. You'll know, oh, I've got all the research I need. And by the way, when I'm writing and they go, oh, shit, there's, there's something else I need to write. And they go, ah, wait there, before I go away and research again, let me just check that research. So I'm like, oh, it's there. I've already got it. I've already got the thing. So it just takes all of that pressure off. And again, knowing that you don't need to line edit, go through everything you're writing, will just take the pressure off in the writing stage, um, making the editing process a lot uh, simpler. So I would encourage you to do that. It will take um, an enormous amount from of time off that middle section, the actual writing itself which is where the pressure comes. As a copywriter, you get pressure when you are writing, when you are there at the desk giving it this and what have you. That's where the pressure is being created from. If you do the first part and the third part uh, more adequately, or if you invest more time in those, then the writing part is much easier. The pressure will ease. So that's the kind of practical tactic. The strategic approach is to actually... Um, confront that toxicity and say hey i feel like i haven't got time to do this if they come back well you need to be working overtime and all this kind of stuff you've got a problem ultimately less there's no there's no way around it it's just it's just bad form like you probably don't want to be working with these people but i understand and i empathize that they might have a problem so at least reflect it say i feel like this uh, here's the problem i'm having um what should i do and let them tell you, let them uh, tell you their interpretation of what's going on. That's the overall strategy uh, for coming out of this problem. But the tactic on a day-by-day -day basis where we have to pay the bills and we have to get the copy done is to analyze your current writing process 
and break it down into those three stages. The write, the pre-writing, the prep, the research, and the post-writing, the editing, the reviewing needs to take, if not equal, um, if not more, sorry, at least equal um, time that you would actually give to writing. When you're writing, when the pressure is on, that's where the pressure hits. You want to be as free as possible. You are as, as few obstacles as possible, like encumbering you. Encumbering is that a word? I don't know. But you need as little pressure on at that point because uh, the more relaxed you are at the writing stage, the faster you'll be able to write and therefore uh, the, the more you'll be able to get done. So I hope that overcomes um, it to a certain extent. I've, I've kind of rambled, but I'd say from the anecdotal point of view, it's good to share, good to remember that um, if you only churn and burn, if you only imitate ideas um, and, it, and you just rely on that uh, ever-diminishing returns, it's cool, it's a tactic, doing discounts, all of that stuff, there's they're valid tactics for sales. It, they just are. There's no point in denying that. But if you don't have at least some time to think about what's coming next when that diminishing return returns to zero, then you're going to end up at that period with a real problem. So you can kind of turn to the people influencing you and explain that and show that and say, well, this is, I, I completely get that and let's do that. But we need to at least dedicate some time to come up with new ideas. That's the kind of anecdotal explanation of it. The strategic thing is to think about uh, reframing it um, by taking the lead and saying how you interpret that. You see that uh, you're having a problem with that. Uh, it's not anything that they're saying. It's just that this is how I see this. This is my challenge. How do I overcome it? And let that person see if they've got any better answers for you. And But then tactically in the moment of it to release the pressure you want to be dividing your time into three parts pre-writing writing and post-writing and be as disciplined and as strict as you can within those sections you only do that don't try and write stuff while you're researching you only write stuff don't try and do any more research or any editing and then you only edit stuff and add in uh, other research if you need to at that point but those three elements of the writing process need to have at least equal time an hour for research an hour for writing and an hour for editing or potentially i think trying to think of my own experiences i would probably say um you want more time researching and more time editing than the actual time you are writing and i almost guarantee that in most instances even if you've already isolated those three parts you probably are spending more time writing uh, than you are researching or editing. And that is the problem. That's where the pressure comes from. So flip them, flip, reverse it. Am I some so solid crew or something? Uh, and I think, I hope, you will have a better experience. Um, I hope that answers that challenge. It's a big one, and you are not alone. Anybody uh, who relates to this will, will, uh, will recognize uh, that challenge in this world. Um, it's an ongoing struggle uh, and it's just the, the world we live in um, but honestly uh, if I can do anything I'll give you permission here like some kind of self-help guru I give you permission to take your time to um, research to look for ideas to I, I wrote a thing uh, yesterday hopefully if you get the email you have seen this uh, join this project 
I went out this morning. I know I can only write for like two hours. That writing bit, I know I can only bash stuff out for about two hours without a break, without doing something different. So I knew, reminding myself this morning, do that, get your writing done, then you can do an episode of The Fix. You can get your mind away from the writing, leave that, get away from it, and then later on, um, do I need to do more writing? I think there's another block I need to do with the writing. Or, for instance, tomorrow probably I'll have done all the writing, then I'll go into editing mode. And I can do that um, fresh, um, inspired, discover new things that are written on the page. It's, it's how I work. Um, I think it's pretty much how Nick works. Uh, and it's how all of the best copywriters I've certainly um, spoken to work, uh, whether consciously or not. Um, but it's it's massively important. So uh, let's say, I hope that works for you. Try it if you don't already follow that kind of uh, those principles. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts if you do and you still have that challenge uh, or if you've got like a slightly different angle on this challenge um, comment below this uh, on YouTube or LinkedIn drop me an email at feedback at thefixcopywriting.com and I will try and expand on it and meet those challenges head on uh, otherwise wrapping up FixFest if you've not got a ticket um, get yourself there now I was going to say if you want to like get more tactics and all this stuff I don't know if that kind of stuff will be at FixFest. Uh, it's not going to be a typical like copywriting preach conference where we just go, here are 10 ways to do X. It's going to be weird. There's going to be some different ideas being shared. Uh, and the themes of the day that we're just kind of working on at the moment are all very varied um, and a bit kind of out the box, uh, out the box thinking kind of thing. So um, if you want 10 ways to do that, there's about a million memes or like, carousels on LinkedIn go check one of them out but if you uh, want to connect with other copywriters um, get some curiosity in your head uh, get some different ideas FixFest is for you um, grab a ticket thefixfest.com otherwise I will be back next episode uh, hopefully with a beautifully refreshed and glowing Nick O'Connor uh, until then thank you for watching goodbye if you enjoy The Fix and want to get access to even more good stuff, join The Fix Accelerator today. Get access to special masterclasses from Nick and me, watch expert interviews with industry legends, join live copy feedback sessions every week, and get connected to our very own private copy network. Visit thefixaccelerator.com for more information.